Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order, then we talk about them so that you don't have to. I'm your host, my name is Steve, joining me this week, as always, is the wonderful Hannah Martin. Hannah, how are you doing this week? I'm well. I've got the Sunday scaries today, but we're also a little bit rusty. We are. I'm I'm feeling a lot of emotions. Yeah, Hannah had a uh, business trip last weekend, so we had to take the weekend off, so we haven't really done one of these in two weeks, Uh, but we're going to get back into it, and boy, are we going to get back into it with actually probably our first legitimately good Nicolas Cage movie. What? I know. We I, liked one of the movies. We we really liked it, which was kind of odd. It so, was great. I really liked it. Yeah. So, you know, we kept saying to ourselves watching this movie, we were like, I can't believe this is a Nick Cage movie because he's pretty good. Everybody yeah, else is good. It's a great good. story. Uh, so so this, this might be a short podcast. <laughs> we say that every week. Every week we say this is going to be a short one. Let's just tear through the movie. And then it's 45 minutes yeah. long. <laughs> So uh, this week we watched Raising Arizona. So I believe we said last week, this is probably the first movie where people say, oh, have you gotten to this movie yet? I mean, there's obvious ones like National Treasure and Face Off and The Rock and Con Air. But this is the one that comes up sometimes, Raising Arizona, where people go, oh, have you gotten to Raising Arizona yet? So very briefly, the year is 1987. And Hannah had just looked up some of the numbers for Rotten Tomatoes and scores along those lines. Um, and while she's double checking those numbers, uh, I'll just say that this is a kind of, it's a weird movie, um, but it's not that weird. It's kind of a, it's fun, certainly. And the general prom- premise is that uh, Nick Cage and his wife, played by Holly Hunter, uh, also known as Mrs. Incredible, they are a couple that are trying to have a baby. They can't have a baby, so they decide to steal one. So we'll get into more of the details of the movie in a minute. But what are some of the ratings for this movie, Hen? So we do Rotten Tomatoes and then what else? Metacritic? IMDb and Metacritic. Yeah, I have it on my computer here. but no, it's... I got it. I got okay, it. Okay, yeah. So IMDb is 7.3 out of 10. Metacritic is 68%. And Rotten Tomatoes is 91%. So 91%, that's the highest rated movie By far. on Rotten Tomatoes that we've seen so far. On IMDb, it's tied for first with Birdie. I know. (laughs) And Birdie, as we remember, was very hit and miss. (laughs) That was a great noise you made just there. What? Which one? uh. (laughs) So one expressed my feelings toward Birdie. (laughs) That was a very interesting movie. But we're here to talk about raising Arizona. And one of the things that we like to do in the beginning, if you're a new listener is Hannah likes to look up an interesting story about the movie, uh, where Nick Cage was in his life, maybe how he got the role, some behind-the-scenes stories. So what have you got for us this weekend? All right, so the movie Raising Arizona, the film also takes place in Arizona. Right. It was shot in 10 weeks. Wow, the whole thing was shot in 10 weeks? 10 weeks. That's pretty quick. And the city of Arizona, the mayor apparently does not like the way that this, there's a city named Arizona. Or Sorry, the state. The state okay. Of Arizona. <laughs> no, I, well, because it takes place in a small town, so I thought it was a small town. Yeah, and now Arizona I'm confused why I said mayor because I did read the governor something about mayor. Oh, Scottsdale. So the mayor of Scottsdale was not happy with the movie. Oh, really? He he proclaimed that the film. Um, his name was uh, Mayor Drinkwater, which is ironic because they're in the desert. Anyway, right, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said that the film had no redeeming social value, and it certainly isn't the image that Arizona wants to project. 
Well, yeah, I mean, so, you know, <laughs> the reason Nick Cage is good in this movie is because he's playing a weird kind of idiot criminal. Ex-con, yeah. Ex-con, yeah. So, and everybody else in this movie is really just crazy. They're batshit out of their people. minds. And they're, most of them are criminals. You know, this movie takes place in a universe that's, like, definitely not this world because these people are so stupid so there's this whole article that's called why did arizonans hate raising arizona (laughs) (laughs) it's a great article it is a good article that's a great title for an article i should say it's also it's also a good article i'd recommend uh taking a read there's like 10 different facts um i'm not going to read through all of them no we don't have to yeah ultimately the state of arizona and specifically i guess the city of scottsdale didn't appreciate the way that they were portrayed Hmm. But for Nick, he was 22 when he was cast in this movie. Oh, really? Kevin Costner was the other person up for the c- role, contending to ah. to play Hi. His so his character's name is Hi High Mc- McDonough. McDonough. Yeah, High they call him. High they call him High. Herbert. What was what's the name? Yeah, I believe it was Herbert. Herbert. So. I did read that the relationship. So it's it's directed by the Cohen brothers. Oh yeah. What and, are some of their other movies that they're known for? I can I have look, to it up. look. The Big Lebowski, Fargo, No Country for Old Men, True Grit, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Burn After Reading, Inside Lewin Davis, Hail Caesar. Uh, yeah. A lot of really good movies. A lot of big movies. And kind of like they have a similar tone. Like uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It has a really similar tone to this. It's lighthearted, but the people in the movie are are kind of... You know, I don't know. I'm just counting my lucky stars that it's not another Coppola movie. <laughs> and those have been some of the worst, oddly enough. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. So apparently the, the relationship, I don't know why this is surprising. It, it's not surprising between Nick Cage and the Coens was respectful, but turbulent. Oh, when he arrived on set and at uh, various other points during production, Cage offered suggestions to the Coen brothers, much like when he told his uncle, I'll show you acting. Um, he just has this way of thinking, I guess, that his ideas are better than everybody else's, even the professionals, and they just, you know, flat, flat out ignored him. He So Nicholas Cage said that uh, the Coen brothers have a very strong vision, and I've learned how difficult it is to accept another artist's vision. They have an autocratic nature. <laughs> Finally, he learns <laughs> He learns to accept another, another artist's vision. Yeah. Anything else from the article? Anything else stand out? No, it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of that. It's like a lot of Nick Cage recounting times when filming when the directors were just unsatisfied with his oh performance. <laughs> and, you Boy. know, they, they kept coming back and saying he's 22. He hasn't developed his nouveau shamanic style yet. Oh, that is very true. <laughs> no, there's a few other things that we can um, I'll uh, interject. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So next we're going to go through the movie Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene. Uh, he is the lead. Uh, if if he's not the main lead, he's the second lead to Holly Hunter. But I mean, he's he also narrates the movie. Mm-hmm. So um, right off the bat, we see that he uh, looks a little crazy, but that matches his character. He's got some wild frizzy hair and he's got a really great mustache. Should I talk about the hair? Yeah. What about it? So, you, have, you have a story about the yeah. hair already? Wow. Okay, so here the, we go. So the Cohen brothers, the directors, wanted his hair to become crazier the more his situation got out of hand. Oh, it definitely did. And I remember saying a few times during the movie, like, Steve, Nick's hair's just yeah. out of control. Yeah. 
yeah. which matched the situation. Ah, that's cool. That's Juxta, a nice little behind the juxtaposing, scenes. Juxtaposing, I guess not juxtaposition because it's parallelism. Right. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And, you know, I don't know if it's just him, but it didn't be in his natural state. But throughout the movie, maybe because he's playing kind of a crazy ex-con, I feel like he made his eyes really wide throughout a lot of the movie. But that might I just be him. that's just his face. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's kind of how he's looking throughout the whole movie. He's, is he's this kind of grimy ex-con, so he's looking real <laughs> With dirty. Crazy hair, and he's always got holes in his shirts and stuff like that. Uh, so right in the beginning is this kind of quick montage, and it's shot really well. It's like any Coen Brothers movie. So like I said, very similar to like your Oh Brother Where Art Thou, um, maybe The Big Lebowski a little bit. And so he, we see that Nick's character, and he narrates this, is going through a cycle. Right. So he starts, he's getting his mug shot by this young, attractive female cop who's Holly Hunter, and she's taking his mug shot. And then he's being led to prison, and then he's in counseling, and then he's at a hearing for a parole hearing. And he gets set free, and then he robs a convenience store, and he repeats the cycle over and over. So he gets a mug shot by Holly Hunter, prison, counseling, hearing. And that happens two or three times in a row to the point where, because he's so attracted to Holly Hunter, he starts hating on her and he starts saying and she's like crying one time and he's like what's wrong and she's like well my boyfriend dumped me and he's like i would never dump you you're the most beautiful thing in the entire world and the very last time he gets out of prison he gets right out of prison and he goes right over to holly hunter and he puts a ring on her finger like to propose and she says yes because as we find out later in the movie she's very crazy too uh, so also in the counseling scenes, we see that uh, some of the other players in this movie is, I forget the other guy's name, but John Goodman is kind of one of his inmate buddies in the movie. So John Goodman, uh, I think, does a really great job. Everybody does a really great job in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, uh, acting-wise, certainly. Oddly, so there's a pretty good yell when he's yelling to Holly Hunter about her boyfriend, but there's a much better Nick Cage scream later on in the movie. We'll get into it. But oddly, during one of his mugshots, they make sure to take a picture of a tattoo that he has on his chest. And it's, it's a Woody Woodpecker. Woody Woodpecker tattoo. And it, like, it doesn't, it comes it up. It kind of comes up later, but they never explain it. No. I was thinking about that last night yeah. when I was falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was man. like, what was the deal with that Woodpecker tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> so we're still in this early montage. And so he proposes to Holly Hunter. They get married. Uh, he she le- leaves the force. She well, so yeah, so he gets a factory job. Everything's going great. They're having lots of sex because they want to start a family. They go to the doctor, find out why they can't have any children. She's barren. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to an adoption agency, and because of his criminal past, even though she's a cop, they still can't get an, a kid adopted. So she gets really depressed and leaves the force. So then they're watching TV and they see a commercial or maybe just a news story about a local furniture retailer who's like this big name. His name is Nathan Arizona and he sells... Un- Reminds me of like Big Marty's. Yeah. yeah. Pendel. Yeah. Oh, that's such a... <laughs> it's no, really niche. It's yeah. <laughs> but everybody's got that like... Like a local yeah, like furniture a lo- store guy. Exactly. Like a local car dealer. Yeah. And he's then got commercials. On, yeah, yeah. When you watch local TV. You so see. <laughs> I know you haven't seen Old School all the way through, which is one of my favorite movies, but Vince Vaughn's character is like that guy, but for an electronic store. Oh. Like he's got these cheap electronic stores and he's yeah. like this like big, everything must go yeah every, he's, he's, he's this big character right <laughs> okay got it so so this guy nathan arizona is try, is also trying to have children with his wife but they have money but they have money for in vitro fertilization which often 
leaves you with More multiples. Than one. <laughs> right. So they call them the Arizona Quints because they have, they have five babies. They yeah. have quintuplets. And, their and names, they're really cute. They are really cute. <laughs> and we find out that their names are Larry, Barry, Gary. Larry, Barry, Gary. Harry. Harry. And, and Nathan, Nathan Jr. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so they're these adorable babies. And in fact, what their plan is, Nick Cage and Holly Hunter's idea is that they think, well, they have more, the, you know, they're biting off more than they can chew. They won't miss one of them. Right. Let's steal one of the five. <laughs> right. They have enough money. They have more than they can handle. If they take one, they won't even miss it. So, Logic. <laughs> logically. So again, everybody in this universe, everybody in this movie are idiots. So the next scene that we see is Nick Cage and Holly I Hunter. I wonder why the entire state of Arizona didn't want to be portrayed like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like this small town in it's Arizona. Goofy. Yeah. I don't know why they would even be offended. It's not like it's a the, movie. Yeah, it's not like they're outright saying everyone in Scottsdale is an idiot. You know, they're just they didn't like, like the accents they used in that article. There's mm. ten reasons why the everyone's yeah. all <laughs> yeah. So Nick Cage is do- arms. <laughs> Nick Cage is doing a southern accent, but he doesn't really break it that much. It's actually a pretty solid southern accent, so he's not really doing his usual. I'm gonna steal the declaration or whatever or the whatever hell the fuck he, did he did last in Peggy time. Sue. Peggy Sue. <laughs> oh, jeez, you mean my flag? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, uh. So, <laughs> so. Nick Cage and Holly Hunter are on their way to go steal one of the babies and they pack up their car with a giant ladder. So Nick Cage climbs up the giant ladder, goes into the baby's room. And so he's trying to decide, I guess, which baby to steal. And he picks one up and he starts, you know, sh- you know, bouncing around with yeah, it. Yeah, I guess to see how the babies how react to him. Yeah. And then they all start crying. <laughs> so he picks up. He, so the one he has in his hand, he puts down on like the sofa or something. And he goes back out there and picks up another one. And he keeps doing that over and over. And the babies start going everywhere. <laughs> so the babies start crawling everywhere. They kind of keep cutting to Nathan, uh, uh, Nathan, Arizona, the senior downstairs. And they keep going, what is that noise upstairs? Yeah, like they hear like thumping upstairs. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, Nick Cage is just, he's just like, I can't do it. He, he goes back out to the car and Holly Hunter's like, this is our only chance. You go back up there and you don't come back until you have a baby so he goes back up he takes a baby and oddly kind of like a weird running theme throughout the movie is that uh mrs arizona the the mother is reading a book dr spock's baby tips or something like that pa- it's baby like and in, parenting um, tips oh in rugrats how uh dd pickles has a book from dr lipschitz oh, do you remember this yeah 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 that's I like do a running remember. theme I in that show that. Yeah, yeah yeah that was a poll right it was a real poll yeah it was <laughs> my yeah yeah very good i'm very Thank proud you. of you yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> so so that book comes up a couple of times and we'll talk about it in a second but so they get the baby they put the baby in the back of the car and nick cage says he's fine he is and then he looks at the baby again with these wide eyes and he might even lick his lips at this point. And he <laughs> honestly looked like he was going to eat that baby because <laughs> the baby was crying and I was away from home, whatever. So they get back to the house. They have kind of like a little welcome, like welcome sign up, welcome home baby kind of thing. And they're really trying to be good parents because Nicolas Cage takes his play, uh, Playboy magazine and shoves it under the mattress right. <laughs> like an infant <laughs> would know what Playboy is. <laughs> So at this point, you know, we're we're good. This movie's only an hour and a half long and we're a good 20, 30 minutes into the movie already. And Hannah turns to me and goes, I, I kind of like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been burned before because we sort of liked Birdie. And then the last line of Birdie was like, I can't believe that's the way it ended. 
Uh, but I don't want to say I sort of liked Birdie. I kind of liked it. So weird. It was really weird, and that's kind of why I liked it. But so in between, so now they're at the house. They're trying to take care of the baby, and at this point, John Goodman and the other guy, I forget his name. It doesn't matter. Uh, they break out of prison. So they Shawshank it, and you see like kind of the hands punching up out of the dirt. And John John Goodman has a really good scream. He's screaming for like three minutes straight as he busts him and his buddy out of prison and they're covered in mud and they go into the bathroom and they start slicking their hair but their clothes are all dirty and they have to steal a car but you look like you're about to say something about john goodman no No. okay so i was just thinking it was very shawshank redemption right so it might be the middle of the night at this point and so john goodman and his buddy figured the only place they know where to go is to Nick, Nick Cage's, Cage's house. house so they break it uh, they don't break in but they they show up to Nick Cage's house unannounced and when he wakes when he wakes up from being asleep Nick Cage goes Merry Christmas <laughs> like, he wakes up and says Merry Christmas it's not a Christmas movie but so th- that was kind of odd uh he does slap John Goodman right across the face at some point I forget why I think because John Goodman keeps calling him whipped by his wife and stuff like that he's like oh you got to put that woman in your place so he slaps him across the face but uh and so Holly Hunter's trying to be hospitable and she puts out some snacks for the fellas and she puts out a bowl of runts. <laughs> like, yeah. you remember the old candy runts? <laughs> and Anna, again, was like, are those, those fucking runts? <laughs> like, why are they eating runts? But again, everybody in this movie is just so weird. And if you accept that, they're so weird and stupid. If you accept that, it's a, it's a really fun time. So Nick Cage goes back to sleep and he, and he has a dream and he's narrating the dream that he had. And I'm, it's not 100% sure whether this dream is happening in real life or if he can see the future or if this is just a dream. But he says there's this personification of, oh, the, I, I have this vision of a dirty, big, dirty, like barbaric b- looking yeah, guy on a fella. motorcycle. <laughs> and he's so evil. He shoots he, bunnies. He, he throws <laughs> hand grenades at bunnies and shoots lizards with shotguns and, and lights da- uh, like daisies on fire for no reason. So he has that weird dream. So the next morning, they get up. Nick Cage kicks John Goodman out of the house. He says, you get, you and the other guy, you got to make yourself scarce for a few hours because we're hosting my boss and his wife, his, his boss at the factory. So the boss comes over. And the boss is hilarious, by the way. I've seen this guy and other stuff. But... He so they show up with their kids and they have five kids under the age of like six and they're all hitting each other and they're breaking Drawing shit. on the walls. <laughs> One kid writes <laughs> the word fart on yeah. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and and so they're talking and they're like, Wow, how did you get a baby so quick? And Nick Cage is kind of fumbling, he doesn't really know what to say. He wasn't expecting it. He wasn't expecting to have a baby the night before or something like that. And uh this guy keeps going on and on about two things. One his messed up semen, the boss, he keeps talking about how he's like, my semen don't work. And then he also keeps telling Polish jokes. And they're so bad. He's like, how many Polish does it take to screw in a light bulb? And he like messes up the joke a million times. And they're really like... And then the punchline's like, three, because they're just so stupid. (laughs) But it's really funny. So the boss is over and... Oh, and the boss's wife is Frances McDormand. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, and she's great. Uh, and so she kind of gets in the uh, head of the head of Holly Hunter and she's like, you got to get it shots. You got to get it, you know, vaccinated. You got to get this, that, and the other. You got to make sure you have life insurance, pay for its university and all give it a name. Stuff. Yeah. You got to give <laughs> it a name. Because they don't have a name for the baby. Yet. Right. Yeah. They, that's a thing too. <laughs> they stole Nathan Jr. Right. 
Oh, we haven't yeah, said that I, yet. I did. I did. I didn't yeah, say that. Sorry. Of Barry, Larry, Huey, Louie, and Dewey. <laughs> right. They stole. They stole Nathan Junior. But so they've been calling. They him just Junior. call him Junior. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Nick Cage is also dressed up really nice for his boss. So he's wearing like nice uh, linen pants and some white shoes, and he's got his hair like slicked back real nice, which, as we mentioned, gets crazier and crazier as as things progress. And uh, so he and his boss are walking through the dust in the desert and his boss goes, you know, you got a fine woman there with Holly Hunter. And he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. He's like, so oh, yeah. do you want to, um, I don't know, maybe wife swap sometime? <laughs> and so Nick Cage punches him square in the face, like just lights out, clocks him. And uh, he yells, keep your goddamn hands off my wife. Another good yell. But again, it's not the best. That It's not the scream that we came here right, for. Right, right. So the next kind of major scene, so the boss obviously leaves and, and, and fires him and fires him. Exactly. <laughs> so the next kind of major scene uh, is the, so they need diapers for the baby oh and my God. Nick Cage just, lo- <laughs> just lost his job. So they're like, they don't really know what to do. So All Nick- he knows how to do is rob convenience stores. <laughs> exactly. So he goes back to the convenience <laughs> the store. The same convenience store he it's, always goes yep, to. Yep. <laughs> he picks up the diapers. He picks up a pack of pantyhose, puts a pantyhose over his face and then holds up the convenience store with a uh, a gun with no bullets because yeah, that's that, his thing. Yeah, right. So he gets a less. So the reason that sentence. he always gets out of jail is because the or earlier on in the movie when they had that montage in the beginning, like the reason he always got out of jail was he was like, oh well, the gun was never loaded, and they're yeah. like, oh, you're fine. <laughs> Go on, be a good citizen. Right, right. <laughs> so the clerk at the store obviously pushes the button. And the cops show up. So now Holly Hunter is like, oh, I know what he's doing. So she takes off with the baby. And Holly Hunter drive away uh, and the baby drive away. Then he starts getting chased on foot by the cops and he's running through houses and he runs and hops a fence. And there's this like Rottweiler that catches his scent. And so now the Rottweiler and the cops are chasing him. And because the Rottweiler is chasing him, all the neighborhood Every other dogs. dog in the neighborhood <laughs> so starts chasing him. Yeah. So it's this kind of funny montage of going back and forth of like Nick Cage tried to evade the cops, tried to evade the dogs. And he runs into a grocery store at one point, And then he tries to like run in and grab diapers from there. And he gets hit by a car at one point. And he, it's just all over the place. And he eventually gets picked up by his wife. And he picks up the <laughs> diapers that he dropped in the middle of the street after being hit by the car. So he's like, make a left here, honey. Make a left there. They're in the middle of an argument. Like, I can't believe you would do that. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Make a left. <laughs> and uh, so they pick up the diapers and everything's fine. That was a funny yeah. scene. Yeah, it was really funny. Again, we're, we're not doing it justice because we actually liked it. Yeah. Yeah. No, good, like, physical comedy. Yeah. That. So they get he back. Was good. Yeah, absolutely. They get back to the house and John Goodman and the other guy are still there and there's beer cans everywhere and there's like pizza boxes and these guys have chicken ever, wings. Clearly <laughs> overstayed their welcome. So they say, you know, hey, you know, we know you got fired, but we want to invite you to a bank robbery. We know where we can rob this bank where it's going to be an easy score. We're going to get lots of money. We're going to go rob five banks across Arizona. And Nick Cage, because he lost his job, he kind of reluctantly agrees and leaves a long note for his wife on the table. Uh, yeah. Speaking of notes, yes. let's take a reprieve. Okay. And talk a little bit about what was happening while they were filming this movie in 10 days. So well, 10 I have weeks, a s- right? 10 weeks, yeah. Okay. So I have a story here. Oh, please. Um, so I guess 
near the set, there weren't that many fine restaurants for the cast and crew to go to. Okay. But there was a Denny's, oh. as there should be. Of course. So Nick Cage and some of the other cast members went to a Denny's. And an excited female fan came over to their table. Who was she excited to see? Nick Cage. Really? Mm-hmm. She probably liked him in Birdie or well, Peggy Sue or something. He was jacked out of his mind in most of these movies so That's far. true. He's a hunk. So, Except for those teeth. She couldn't decide if it was really him. You know, sometimes when you see a celebrity in yeah. public, you, you're like, oh, is it really them? Whatever. So she went, finally, she got up the courage. She walked over to the table and she's like, hey, can I get an autograph? And he's like, yeah, sure. And it says that like she handed him like a wet cocktail napkin or something. <laughs> so Nick Cage decides to write on this wet cocktail napkin, tomorrow you will die. <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> That's great. That that reminds me, uh, just kind of a side note, I heard a comedian say the other day, uh, when he was a kid, they the teacher said, you know, write down on a piece of paper what grade you think I should give you for the class, one of those types of things. And so what he wrote on the piece of paper was, act natural, your Singapore contact is dead. <laughs> he was like eight years old when he wrote that, and I keep thinking about that because it's so <laughs> funny, but it reminded me of that. No, it's, it's interesting, though. You, yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow you, will die, you will die, Nick Cage. <laughs> could you imagine what memorabilia we need that note yeah it was on a wet cocktail napkin so who knows <sighs> hopefully she preserved i really hope she preserved plastic it. or something yeah. yeah so the cast apparently thought it was really funny oh that's good so they actually liked him as opposed to uh what's her name from from peggy yeah, sue who peggy like sue. hated his guts yeah yeah well, well the color was... brothers didn't really like him yeah, but it seems yeah. like the cast got along with him fine it's... i don't know anything about holly hunter and his relationship because obviously okay. they spent the most time together since they were filming scenes or the baby i don't know if the baby <laughs> liked him that's the most important thing <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so uh the next morning after uh, he decides that like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna have to do what's right for my family so i can go make some money the only way i know how which is go rob these banks the next morning the uh, guys who broke out of jail realize, oh, the baby that you have is Nathan Jr., Nathan Arizona Jr. So they get into a huge brawl between the three of them, and it wrecks the entire house. And they're, this is probably the best scream. Well, Nathan, well, let's let's say that Nathan Arizona put out an, you know, yes. like $25,000 right. for, for his return for the return of the baby. Yes. Yeah. So they were, they're like, Oh, we'll just give the baby back and we'll get $25,000 or we'll hold it up for ransom and get even more money. Yes. Yeah. So they're having this big fight and, and Nick Cage climbs on the back of, of uh, John Goodman. And he does a very, uh, what I was thinking sounded a lot like Marv from home alone. You know, like when he gets uh, electrocuted and he yeah. does that high pitch, like, oh, yeah, yeah. He was doing that throughout yeah. the entire fight. And it was really funny. Uh to his credit. So they finally pin down Nick Cage and they tie him to a chair. This and, and this is it. And what? What's the what's it? Oh yeah, okay. So I have it written here. That's my next line. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> he's tied to a chair and the chair falls over and he's silent for like a good thirty seconds to a minute and you just zoom in on his face. And it was very nouveau shamanic that he's silent. But then he lets out a really big scream. I still think the high-pitched scream is a better scream, but it's confounded by all the clamoring from the uh, let's, uh Let's find clips. And oh, put boy. It in. Okay. <laughs> we always find clips as long it's as we important. can. We can't yeah. scream like him. That's true. No one can. That's true.
That's why uh, we're doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the next couple of scenes don't really involve Nick Cage, but we're getting closer to the end of the movie. And so at this point, the guy from Nick Cage's dream turns out to be a real bounty hunter. And he confronts Nathan Arizona Sr. And he's like, I'm going to find that baby for you. And uh, he's this dirty guy and he's got these crazy reflexes. He's pulling flies out of the air and stuff like that. And so you've got Nick Cage and Holly Hunter are going after John Goodman, who's got the baby. Uh, then you've got this burly guy who's going after the baby as well. So you've got him, you're kind of coming from three different angles for people who want this baby for the ransom or for Nick Cage, who really just wanted a child. And so John Goodman goes to, to rob the bank anyway. And when they go to rob the bank, they stop for gas or something. And they put the baby on the roof of the car and then drive away with the baby on the roof of the car like the baby was totally fine but that gag happens two or three more times throughout like as they're going to rob the bank (laughs) as they're leaving they're like they go into the bank and they're like well we can't leave the baby in the car while we rob the bank so they go and bring the baby into the (laughs) bank and then when they go to leave after they rob the bank they put the baby back on the roof of the car they have to put all the money into the car (laughs) and that's more important than the baby (laughs) right and as they're looking at the baby one of the uh uh, cashiers or the attendants at the bank the bank tellers puts one of those uh, die packs in the bag of money so that their car turn explodes in blue and and so now they've they're covered in blue and dirt and grime and they're trying to take care of this baby so they're going so now nick cage and, and holly hunter are are on their way they know where they're going because they know that they're going to rob this bank so they're going to the bank to go see if they can kind of run interference and grab the baby and they break up basically along the way they're like i don't think we should be together you know it's not the same as it was before so i wrote uh nathan jr goes from a john goodman to the biker so the biker i don't know how he tracks these people down Well, we also i'm also still confused if the biker is a figment of nick's imagination or what because the way that he's first introduced is nick is saying that he had a dream about this man yeah like i could have done without the biker in this movie that's probably my only complaint so i read about the biker i forget the actor's name but Mm -hmm. apparently he lied and said that he knew how to ride a motorcycle so he could get the part oh, and then the coen brothers were really pissed about that actors then they do that to, like, all the teach time him how to ride a motorcycle yeah actors do that type of thing yeah. all the time though i think people do that in their resumes too. absolutely <laughs> of course i speak french <laughs> it's been speaking it for years and then you get the job can i learn french in two weeks <laughs> uh so so now we get this big showdown between these three groups of people nick cage john goodman and the biker john goodman and the other guy they kind of f off at some point yeah, they decide that it's the not world is too much for them and they need to just go back to prison. Oh, that's right. yeah. So they crawl back into the Shawshank Redemption <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they do at the very end of the movie. But I guess that's where we they are We are not now. for this world. <laughs> yeah, so Nick Cage is kind of squared off against this biker. And so Holly Hunter also, I know this is kind of getting a little confusing, but Holly Hunter grabs the baby, runs into the bank. Everybody's still on the ground from it being held up a minute ago. (laughs) And she takes the baby and runs into the bank. And the biker, still on his motorcycle, rides (laughs) his motorcycle through the bank and then through an alley, chasing Holly Hunter all around. And Nick Cage kind of sucker punches him with this big kind of two by four and knocks him off of his bike. So now they're in this brawl and they're beating each other up. And the biker throws a grenade at Nick Cage. All of this gets blown up. Like this escalated (laughs) so quickly. And they get into this fight and then the, he's grabbing the biker's vest nick cage nick cage is grabbing the biker's vest where all of his grenades are yeah but he sees on the chest of the biker is a woody woodpecker tattoo 
But like they, they never don't... said anything about it. No, they don't address it at all. It was so <laughs> weird. But it was fine. I guess it was a distraction or something. So I was reading in one of the articles about Nick's hair where it was saying that like Nick Cage was crazy about his Woody Woodpecker haircut. Oh, so maybe he was thinking that like his hair looked like Woody Woodpecker. Maybe. Yeah. But like the bikers didn't. Yeah, no. He didn't have the same weird. haircut. Yeah. So then I was looking at pictures of Woody Woodpecker. and I Did mean, it look like his hair? Not really. Eh, a little bit. I can see it. He's got that kind of tuft of hair. Eh. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so the movie's almost over. So they get into a tussle and Nick Cage is again grabbing him by the vest. And it's where the biker keeps all of his hand grenades. Because, of course, he needs <laughs> yeah. hand grenades. And he pulls all the pins on the hand grenades and, you know, shoves them away. And they separate and the biker gets blown up and the nick cage and holly hunter get the baby and then they decide that it's too much and they're gonna break up anyway so they go and return the baby to nathan arizona senior and and we were like oh okay so they're gonna collect the reward at least because he doesn't have a job or anything but they know they just return the baby they refuse the money they say you know look in these ransom situations there's usually no questions asked and mr mr arizona's like okay that's that's fine he's like why why did you take the baby and they wouldn't really say and you know and then he narrates the end of the movie. Nick Cage narrates the end of the movie. And again, it was like John Goodman and his buddy going back to prison because yeah. like, they were terrible at it. And, and it was just him trying to sleep. And uh, um, But yeah, so what I mentioned before about the book, the Dr. Spock book. Oh, right. Yeah, so every time the baby change, changes hands, they always take the book with them. <laughs> so by the end of the movie, the book... It's and, like a manual for this for a human <laughs> yeah so by the end of the movie when they put the baby back they put the book back with the baby and the book is like it's covered, it's in, covered blue in the blue dye paint. and it's been blown up twice and it's this kind of ratty book so it's like it's a, singed yeah it's like a good running gag so yeah that's pretty much the movie so like i said he narrates it uh, at the end and, and kind of wraps up the movie and and it was an hour and a half long it was pretty breezy and it was, it was fun really it was a good it. movie yeah, not so what I expected it to be. Absolutely mean. not. Yeah, so we tried to look into these movies as little as possible yeah, beforehand, I don't want to know anything. and then and then look into it after. So yeah, those are our closing thoughts. I mean, unless you have any other closing thoughts, any other stories you want to add no. about the movie? Yeah, we really liked it. Well, let me see if there's anything else. Sure. I don't think so. No. No. Okay. So let's do some Nick Cage awards. What do you think was? Uh, let's start with some of the more boring ones. What do you think was the worst Nick Cage scene? He was in pretty much the entire movie, so what do you think was, like, maybe one of the worst scenes? Maybe his dream sequence? He wasn't really in it, but, like, he was narrating it, and it didn't really make much sense. Yeah, I don't know. I really liked everything. Yeah, like I said, overall, it was pretty good. So, uh, you know, there was a quick throwaway scene that I mentioned a second ago. Uh, Yeah, oh, in the morning when he has to kick John Goodman out over breakfast. Yeah, there wasn't really much there. Sure. So, that sure. one. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best, best dress. Best dress. I, I can't even remember what he wore. Uh, you know, well, it depends. So in the beginning, he was obviously in his prisoner. prison clothes. Uh, there was one quick shot in the montage in the beginning where he was shirtless and had shaving cream all over his face, and we kind of chuckled at that. Um, there's the pantyhose over his face when he was. Oh the yeah, place. that was pretty good. That. There was when he was all cleaned up when his boss was over. No pantyhose on the okay. face. I agree. Yeah. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah um let's see best scream we already addressed yeah insert um, here insert here either the high pitched or probably the, the i think the long scream the long scream yeah the with and it was close up uh, close up on it was, his face yeah you could see yeah. all the veins popping out 
Yeah. Um, best scene? Um, oh. I really like the ch- the chase scene. Yeah, with the dogs and the cops through, yeah. the, through the convenience store, the, the neighborhood. Store. And the, yeah, yeah. That was a good scene. Yeah, he was running in and out of houses and stuff like that, and the dogs were chasing him through the house, and the cops were shooting at him blindly. Yeah. <laughs> they were just firing shotguns into people's homes. <laughs> I also really liked the scene, the first scene when he's stealing the babies. Or yeah. he's like juggling all the different babies. Yeah, he keeps putting babies, he picks babies up and puts them back down and they crawl away. And, In both of know. those scenes, he portrays like physical humor that I've just not seen him do yet. That's true. Yeah. So. Well, we haven't really seen a We haven't comedy. seen a comedy. Well, I guess best of times. Best of times. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Fast he was times. the least comedic. Fast times. Uh, well, he but he wasn't in it. it. Yeah. Uh, I think Valley Girl's kind of, well, it's a rom-com, but nothing was really he that wasn't funny. funny. Same with Peggy Sue. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> stop reminding me i'm sorry <laughs> um oh we did a uh best supporting actor for the past the few. baby it's got to be the baby yeah there were like 20 babies on set to do the quintuplets but it, they were all great so the main so baby cute. yeah it was really nathan cute. nathan jr and then of course most nouveau shamanic moment the it's with the scream because where he gets knocked over onto the floor and he's just silent. He does nothing. For he doesn't like do anything. Like there, he takes like a few beats oh, and yeah. then he screams. Yeah, I agree. And that was an interesting choice. Yes, and that's the only time. <laughs> but it that... sounds like well, it sounds like all the other, you know, things that he really wanted to do were put on the kibosh by the directors. Oh yeah, yeah. The Cohen brothers were probably just like, no, no, not allowed to do that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. That's going to wrap it up, I think, uh, for the awards. Where where are you ranking this movie? Are you putting it at the top because you liked it so much? But it's not a very, you know, standard Nick Cage. Yeah, uh, I don't want to put it... I If we were just talking about the movies by enjoyability, it's it's way one above of the and best. beyond. Yeah. What, one of. It well, is, between that and Fast Times. No, I liked this way more than Fast okay. Times. This yeah. is this is far above any of the other garbage <laughs> that we just watched. Right. But in terms of Nick Cage being Nick Cage, cagey, right? Nouveau Shamanic. What is our order? So we have uh, Racing with the Moon, Best of Times, Birdie, Valley Girl, Cotton Club, uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Rumblefish, The Boy in Blue, and that's where we are. Maybe between Birdie and Valley Girl. You liked it. You like Birdie more? I would put it above his Birdie. His performance. It's about him. Yeah. Well, I really liked his performance. Like, that's exactly. the thing. Like, exactly. Are we being ironic with this? Right. This is kind of an ironic scale, but we actually genuinely liked it. So this is kind right. of challenging. This is hard. Maybe I'll put it between Birdie and Best of Times. So third. Yeah. Yeah. I think that adds up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's Racing with the Moon. Racing with the Moon. Best of Times. Best of this. times, then Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona, then Birdie. Then Birdie. That makes sense. I think so, because Birdie was so weird. Yeah, and so was he. And yeah, he. there were so many scenes of him and Birdie that were just boring and dragged on. And we were like, yeah, he's not even really doing anything. Yeah. You know, there were so many in the psych ward where he just, yeah, was, you know. Yeah. Not but really. we just can't give up best of times yet. I really I I'm holding on to best of times for sentimental value. Yeah. It, it's, it's not gonna stay there for long. No, it'll Look, be kicked we have out soon. Vampire's kiss coming up oh and that's God. gonna blow everything oh else God. out of the water. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so that's coming up soon. We tried to plan it out so that it would be around for Halloween, but like I said We'll see. Yeah, was we'll see. It might still happen. It might be a week or two after Halloween. But well, isn't there only one movie in between? Uh no, I think there's 
two more movies. Are you sure? I think so. It's mo- so uh, that's what I was going to say next is that next is Moonstruck. So you might recognize Moonstruck as uh, one of Cher's big break acting movies. No way. We get to watch a Cher movie? I think it's Cher. I love Cher. I think it's Cher. That's so exciting. I think it's like her big movie is Moonstruck. It's not burlesque. No, well, I'm just kidding. You know. <laughs> that movie's or hot st- garbage. Or Stuck on You. No, it, it's Moonstruck and then Vampire's Kiss. Oh, really? Yeah. So we oh. watch Moonstruck next weekend. Perfect. And then the following week, we can try and do it for Halloween. Great. There is a movie coming up, we'll have to discuss it, where he is uncredited and he's yeah, like I see it. It's man, man in, red, in car. red sports car. Yeah, so we'll have to discuss we whether we want to watch, watch it? I feel like we should. We watched Best of Times. We watched Fast Times. Yeah, what is this? Industrial Symphony number one, the dream of the brokenhearted TV movie? Are that we is, even going to be able to find that? We'll find it somehow, Had <laughs> We will find it. Even if we have to like pay four ninety nine to have it delivered to us on Amazon Good or something, God. we'll find it. Maybe I'll find it at the library. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to put this movie in third place, it seems. And I think that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Yep. So now you know why the Nick Cage bird sings. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Peace. Peace.